Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. It's a crazy Monday. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. No shine, no time for theatrics, no music. We have to get right to it. I am, as you can imagine, um, very busy today. So it's, it's a little bit hard for me to take a lot of time out to chat with you, but I, I did want to just talk about a couple of issues as the market's imploding and how we're handling it on the trading desk. Let's don't forget, this is the Armour Report, Algorithmic Risk Management Research. So we start and end conversations about managing our risk. We're going to talk about that. This is the combination of quantitative execution and a fundamental foundation, and that creates the information edge I'm sharing with you. It's called Quantumental Investing. It's a live trading desk. I'm literally involved in a lot of trades this morning, as you can imagine. Didn't have time to shave. <laughs> I've been up since early. Um, things are going great on this desk, right? We're going to talk about gold and silver. We're going to talk about our treasury hedge. Those things are going through the roof. And we're also going to touch on Gilead Sciences, a core position in all of our portfolios. All right. Some new developments seem to be coming out every day, which I've been telling you I thought was going to happen. So here it is. Um, so how do we handle all this? How do we trade all this in the midst of a market that implodes overnight? That's what we're going to get to. Don't forget, guys, all this information I'm sharing with you, I use in my own personal account and for investors that I manage money for through um, uh, the um, interactive brokers relationship we have. We also have the Armour Report, A-R-M-R report.com. So all Armour insiders, which I call subscribers, get access to this information and a deep dive into more. For instance, what stocks we own in portfolios, when we buy them, when we sell them, what the price is, that kind of thing. So I am not telling you guys what to do today or any day. Right? I'm sharing with you what I do in my own portfolio, and I hope it helps you. Taking 35 years of investing, all that knowledge, all those bruises and those cuts, all right? and I'm trying to put you on my shoulder so you can stand higher and be more successful than me. That's what I'm looking for to help you guys out. Um, so this is not a recommendation to do anything, but I will share with you what I'm doing. Let's jump into it. If you enjoy, of course, this conversation, give me a thumbs up. That really helps me on YouTube. You guys can subscribe to this YouTube channel and to the Armour Report right down there in the description. I set it up for you. All right. I chose this shirt today. Can you see it? There it is. All right. It just feels like the right kind of shirt to wear on a day where the market gaps down 3%. But it's kind of a joke. Okay. My real message to you guys to begin with is to just relax. It's just one day of trading, all right? There's a lot to do. We have a lot of trades we can make. Um, I'm making trades both long and short. Um, although I haven't put a short out yet today. I'm looking to do that. I am long right now the S&P. So I'm going to get into that in a minute too. So question number one, is this a correction or is this the start of a bear market? Let's address that real quick because I had a lot of those questions in my email box this morning. Okay, guys, 
The market has been on a tear since October. Yes, it's true that if we end up down here, all of our algorithms are going to be telling us to raise cash. And for the first time in a long time, we're going to have to change the risk monitor. So for all of you Armour insiders, log in at the end of today to see what the risk monitor is telling you. If we end up down here, we're going to have to make changes. We're going to have to protect capital even more than we already are. But those of you who've been following this channel know that for the last few weeks, we've been building up our hedges and reducing or not taking at all new positions outside of those hedges. And why did we say that? Because the market, when it's more than two and a half standard deviations above the 200-day moving average, you are at risk of overnight implosions. And so it's best not to be reaching and chasing a bull market. All right? You can manage your positions, raise your stops. Let's get to stops, okay? So guys want to know, I, I promised you guys I was going to do a armor education video today about raised stops. I already did a video about what are the three best places to put a stop on any investment. I don't care what the asset is. You can go look at my channel um, playlist called um, Armor Education Series, and you'll see this video. I strongly suggest you look at it. So when you take a new position, what are the three locations that we use for stops? And you can use one or all three of those in any combination of ways. And I go over it in that video. For today, I know the question is, how do I handle raise stops as things go up a lot? I have to address that in my next armor education video. I just don't have time to do it today. But let's talk about how I'm handling the gap down this morning. Some assets are gonna be gapping below stops. So if you follow me on Twitter, please do this. It'll help you out in between these nice conversations we have. I told you first thing this morning, I don't make moves at the open when the market's imploded. I don't short, I don't go long, I don't have any of my stops affected, even though the market's imploding, I don't let it affect the stop. The reason is I'm always trying to get on the right side of statistics and probabilities. When the market already opens down 3%, statistically speaking, I'm talking like 99% of the time, the market will trade higher at some point during the day. And so on that rally, is where I'll let out some stocks. I won't do it in a panic at the open. Now, it's true. One day in a decade, the market will open down 3% and drop another 3 and be down 6 by the close, and I'll wish I'd sold everything at the open. Like once a decade, okay? So best not to panic. Best to take a deep breath, go over all your positions, See, if this COVID-19 situation is the real reason the market's going down, let's pretend it is. Let's don't debate that. Let's just say that's the reason the market's going down. I would, I would look at all the stocks that have been hit, where their stops have been hit, and I'd say, which ones of these are international companies where their business might really be affected over the next couple of quarters? Those are the stocks that are going to get hit the worst. So if I still own them and they've dropped below a stop, 
and they rally up at any point during the day, those are the stocks I would sell out first. So um, a disruptive growth stock, for instance, that might be in my portfolio that really has no exposure to China or COVID-19 or anything, and the stock's down 5% at the open, I'm not selling that. I'm going to see how it closes the day. I've already had one example of that in the portfolio. I own, um, I'm not going to get into stocks, but my point is the stock opened up a lot lower, and I'm, I'm almost up on the day on the stock. So the point is, you know, other names that are, you know, Apple, for instance, that have big exposure and, you know, uh, even Walmart said that they're going to miss their number. I mean, these are the type of things you might want to lift out of the portfolio if they're below your stops. But again, I'm, I'm going to do that closer to the end of the day. I'm going to do that on rally attempts. I'm not going to do it in the midst of, of an implosion. Is this a market crash or a correction is the question in the title uh, uh, of this uh, live stream. Um, all right, I'll just throw my hat in the ring. It's just another correction, guys. Unless you want to tell me, one, central banks are going to stop adding liquidity, or two, central banks are going to keep adding liquidity and it's going to have no effect anymore. This time will be different and the whole market's going to implode. If you want to argue those two points, please feel free, okay? But for my money, I look at statistics and probabilities on every decision I make. And the simple fact is, and I tweeted this out first thing, the worse the COVID stories get, the more you will begin to see stories about central banks adding more liquidity. And then, boom, this morning we see another announcement. Not an announcement. Another commentary. Peace comes out. Uh, looks like a rate cut in March. Looks like a rate cut in March. Oh, boy. Right? What a surprise. I found it a little surprising. They're starting to put that story out. But not really. The market was down 900 points in the Dow. So let's throw a story out that the Fed might start cutting rates. Look, this is just the way the market trades after 2008. So what your initial gut reaction is to a 900-point decline in the Dow very often ends up being wrong. It doesn't mean the market won't go lower at the close today. It might plummet for the next week, for all I know. I don't know. Maybe the COVID stores will get even worse. But I submit to you that the worse they get, the closer we get to even more central bank stimulus, which eventually puts the market up. So I don't see how a crash can take place. Now, can the market drop 10%? Sure. We're two and a half standard deviations away from the 200-day moving average, or we were before the day started. The market could easily drop to the 200-day moving average, even if the Fed's adding all that liquidity. And that's a lot lower, right? I mean, geez, uh, how much lower is that? Let's take a peek. I know you can't see this. I'm just preparing it for you. Take, um, oops, sorry about that. Take a look at that right there. I'd love to be able to get this to work. You guys still with me? For some reason, this doesn't seem to be working, so let's skip it. Let's just skip it. I'm going to tell you what it says. The S&P is, um, I'm looking at maybe um, 307 on the S&P. Okay, 307 on SPY. 
All right. So 307 and we're up here around 323. Right. So. Um, what is that? Um, not that much left. Right. What is that? It's about, about another 5 percent down. So the market could drop another 5 percent. And it wouldn't be strange and it wouldn't mean the world's coming to an end. It would just be the market pulling back to the 200 day moving average, which it does periodically. And I submit to you, if that happened, if that happened, I think that would lead to more QE. All right, let's move over to gold and silver. What are we doing in our portfolio? Hang on a sec, guys. It's just a live trading desk. I have things coming in. Okay. Um, look, here's what I submit to you. We, we have been talking on this channel repeatedly about hedging your portfolio with gold, silver, and treasuries, okay? Those three things are up huge today. We are positive on all of our armor portfolios, okay? We're making a killing today. Do we have some positions down? Sure, we have a, a balanced portfolio. But we have over 50% of our portfolio in these hedged assets. So we're killing it. Let's go over the story one last time. Please remember, I'm not telling you to go buy the metals today. I'm not telling you to buy treasuries today. I've been telling you to do that for a couple months now. Now's the time just to enjoy it. But I want to discuss with you the magnitude of what's going on here. I'm going to boil it down into some very simple thoughts. Number one, phase or wave three, higher in precious metals, started last week. I told you about on the channel. We had the blowout in Barrick and Newmont Mining after earnings. That's bringing in institutional investors because they realize this is an earnings story. It's not just a gold price story. Today, if we close above 1850 on silver, that should be the confirmation that the gold move is real and silver will start to catch up. Now, I'm going to look at my notes here. I want to get this right so you guys can understand. The silver market is one-tenth the size of the gold market. By the way, there's big short positions out on both of these assets. Okay? The silver market is a tenth the size of the gold market. Typically, Gold and silver, the ratio, and you guys can look this up online, over history, the ratio is gold price to silver price is 15 to 20 times. So gold is 15 to 20 times larger than silver over a long period of time in history. Right now, the price of gold is 88 times more than silver, roughly. It's massively out of whack. You would say, well, why is that? Maybe something's changed. I would say because there's massive short selling that's gone on for a decade that we think is coming to an end. I'm not going to get into that right now. One day I'll do more of an in-depth deep dive on this and explain why it's coming to an end. Right now, if you aggregate all the precious metals investments from the trillions of dollars that are under professional management, it's roughly around 1%. Some people say a half of 1%. At normal times and throughout history, the allocation will be 10%. Right now, we're at 1% or less on 
professional capital that has an investment in precious metals. It's understandable. It's been a decade of a bear market. So why bother? But this is why I say wave three has started. Because if you just get a couple percentage point move, it won't even get to 10. It'll get to 10% of everybody's portfolio when gold is peaking. I'll come on this channel and say it's 10% of everyone's portfolio and we're selling having made a fortune. Okay. But right now it's 1% or less. Just a couple percentage points on a market that's heavily shorted can get very interesting. I'm not telling you to run out and buy it today. I'm just expressing, expressing to you why I've been saying for the last two months, focus on this space. We're entering wave three. Now, here's the last piece of information I wanted to share that I think is real interesting. And I talked about this last year when it happened. In March of last year, in March of last year, central banks were allowed to put gold on their balance sheet as a tier one asset. Up until that point, gold was not a tier one asset. What's tier one? Um, government bonds, okay, something that's considered unbelievably safe and banks can put it on their balance sheets and consider it a tier one asset. And that determines the health of a bank's balance sheet, their tier one assets. Gold was added in March. Central banks have become net buyers of gold. Can you imagine what the value of a rising gold price does for banks now that it's a tier one asset and on their balance sheets at a time where they're massively producing fiat currency. I submit to you, they want the price of gold to go up. It's why they made it a tier one asset. Because they saw a way to continue the charade and, and shore up their balance sheet at the same time. Okay? I shouldn't say continue the charade. This is just the world we live in. Let's don't get too cynical. All right? They're out there pumping out ridiculous amounts of, of cash, and that's why we have a major allocation to precious metals in the portfolio to protect us. There, there, there's my thoughts on gold and silver for right now. Moving to treasuries. Treasuries are skyrocketing. I told you guys when it got up to the two and a half to three standard deviation line above the 200-day moving average, which is around 152-ish on TLT, I'm going to look to sell calls. We put this stock in our portfolio below 140. It's trading right now at 150 and a half. Another couple of points, it's going to be about Two and a half, three standard deviations away from its moving average, its 200-day, which is rare for U.S. Treasuries. I'm picking up a two and a half percent yield. I'm going to write calls and see if I can't enhance my yield and still hold on to the asset after it gets way stretched. Then it can come down the rest of the year and consolidate, and I can write calls. That's a very aggressive, not aggressive actually. It's a sophisticated strategy. If you have an interest in understanding how to do it. Armor Insiders, you have the right to call me and talk to me directly, and I'll walk you through that process. I'm not doing it right now. I'll let you know when I am. So to wrap up real quick, let's discuss 
COVID-19 and Gilead, right? So Gilead stock is up um, a little over 3% today. It's up about, uh, no, no, sorry, uh, up a little over $3. It's up about four and a half, five percent 5% on the day. Um, you know, we all saw CNBC this morning. Jim Cramer's talking about Gilead and what a great investment it may be for the COVID-19 scare. I'm glad he could join us. Sorry he's so late. And we paid $63 and change for the stock. We added it to all of our armor portfolios and we did it in January. Um, so, but I'm always glad to have Jim with me. Thanks for joining. Also, what I said to you a couple of days ago, and part of my premise is, look, we own the stock because we're collecting a dividend. The company's 4%. The company's raising the dividend. They're doing about a 2 to $3 billion stock buyback, and they're in the midst of a turnaround story. So I love it. That's why we bought it at 63 and change. But I told you they may have possible cure for the COVID-19, and that was the extra kicker. That's just going to help us out. So now everyone's starting to talk about it on CNBC. How does it make me feel? Well, the World Health Organization just came out and made a statement. They're seeing a decline in COVID-19 cases in China, which is encouraging to them. And um, they believe, not they don't believe, the only um, uh, medication that's showing any efficacy is Gilead's product. And so I said to you guys a couple days ago, um, the World Health Organization said it'll take three weeks to come out with preliminary trial results. For those of you who don't know by now, Gilead has two trials going on, phase three, one in China, one in Japan. It's being fast-tracked. They're working with the Chinese government to do it. They're working with the U.S. government to do it. Um, I told you there'd be no way to keep the wraps on the story. Most phase three trials, nobody knows what happens until the results are published. And what I said to you was, you're going to start hearing about um, the results before anyone publishes them because the world's in a panic, right? And it'd be impossible to keep the wraps on the idea that people in China go into ICU, get the drug, and come out 24 hours later having been cured. That's going to get out. So today, the World Health Organization comes out and basically says, this is the only drug that's showing efficacy. The higher it goes, the more risk there is that there's a disappointment when the phase three trial results are announced. So please understand that. I am not advocating for buying the stock today, right? You needed to own the stock at 63 and change and we were buying it. And then we added to it once in the 65 area. All the armor portfolios have a little 2X next to the Gilead name and symbol, meaning it's twice the size of every other stock in our portfolio from a position size. And this is the reason. Okay, so now we got a cushion. In my humble opinion, the World Health Organization and China and everybody is, is, is going to do everything they can for Gilead's product to work so that the hysteria around the world of fear begins to subside. And that's in our favor. And so that's why WHO came out today. And as soon as they see results starting to come out, they're going to tell people, this is working, this is working. Everybody relax. We're working on a cure. Okay? So uh, I guess that wraps it up today. I would not be adding to Gilead here. Just enjoy the ride. 
Um, I would not be adding to gold and silver and treasuries here. Enjoy the ride. Um, if you're going to cut your portfolio down, I'm doing it personally on rallies. So I cut a couple positions out around, I think it was around 1030 this morning. When I cut a couple positions down after the market opened lower, rallied up. Now it's selling off again. I'd like to see if it bounces a bit, but at the moment I'm kind of locked down. I hit a couple stops early this morning. It rallied up and I, I moved out of those positions and now I'm kind of just um, waiting to see how this market reacts into the end of the day. So I hope this has been helpful, guys. Um, I look forward to talking to you again on Wednesday. Maybe we could do an armor education series on Wednesday where I go over trailed stops and how we execute them on our desk. If you found this helpful, give me a thumbs up. Don't forget, of course, to um, subscribe if you haven't. Take care, guys, and be safe out there. Okay? Be safe. And never forget rule number 76. Let me hear it. No excuses. Play like a champion, guys. Take care.